0: Episode 11, Brandon, I'm not playing around tonight. I, I, I'm hopping right into it. We got a big, big week. We're recording this on Thursday, October 28th. Uh, by the time people are listening, it is probably Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Maybe it's right before kickoff on Saturday. We've got a huge game. 7-0 and Michigan traveling to East Lansing, play 7-0, 7-0 Michigan State. There's a lot, of, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, a lot of emotion around this game. I am, I'm beyond excited. How are you feeling?
1: I mean, is there anything really to talk about? I don't think we really have any topics to go over.
0: Well, (laughs) I I hope so. Otherwise this is going to be a boring, boring podcast.
1: (laughs) No, Um, there's plenty to talk about. And uh, if you consume the media this week, it is all about Michigan, Michigan state, uh, whether it's national media or local media.
0: Oh yeah. College game day, making the trip to East Lansing. It's going to, it's going to be awesome. So first of all, I want to make sure that we, Remind everybody of our $50 giveaway. It is so easy to win $50 this week. You, If you haven't done so already, you need to either text me or Brant, shoot us a message on Facebook or whatever on social media, comment on something, prove that you follow or subscribe to the podcast, and then you're entered into a drawing. You, you just literally tell us, what is it, Michigan? Is it Michigan State? If your team wins, you get entered into a drawing. We'll toss all those names into a hat. Pull it out and then we will Venmo you, PayPal you, however you need that $50 is coming your way. Um, That's an effort for us to get some more subscribers and followers and not just downloads on a particular episode. It helps us out a lot and I think it will help you out a lot too. And what a better time to do this than in rivalry week right here in the, in the state of Michigan. So make sure if you haven't done that already that you do it, this is free, easy money that you get to put on, on your team. Brian, let's hop right into it, man. So I'm going to put my Michigan state hat on first here for a second. What Michigan state. So I'm going to frame this question to you. Michigan state needs to do blank to win this game on Saturday
1: um they need to have i think three or four explosive plays and i think they need to be 30 50 30 40 or 50 yards of chunk plays and they can win this game i don't think their offense is good enough between the 20s to like put a seven minute drive together an eight minute drive i don't think they're built that way i think they're built to hit you with kenny walker and then go over your head. And I think that if Michigan can stop some of that explosive play, I think that it goes the other way. So I think Michigan State needs some shot plays, if you will, Um, and and maybe some trickeration as well. But Michigan State wins this game on the back of explosive plays.
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to need their offensive line to step up, and I I know it hasn't necessarily been a strong suit of theirs. They're going to have their hands full. Um, but I think if that offensive line can can hold up and create some holes for Kenneth Walker, they've got to keep Michigan's defense honest. I think that Michigan State has the 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 better quarterback right now. I think Peyton Thorne has, has played better than Cade McNamara. I think that, um, you know, you've got to, to open up that pass, passing game. You've also got to get Kenneth Walker involved. I mean, you're talking about one of the best running backs in the country up until this point. Um, they're a home run threat waiting to happen. And you've kind of stole one of my talking points because that's one thing that I think Michigan State, that, that's where you saw them struggle in some of these close games. is like when those big plays aren't happening, um, that offense can become a little bit stagnant. And I think that they're going to have to, they're either going to have to have some big plays, some of those big, you know, that the, the big plays to Reed, Naylor, Mosley, um, Kenneth Walker busting a big one or they're going to have to do something that they haven't really been able to do all year. And that is sustain a drive that, that is going to be at least 11, 12 snaps, you know, and and work it down the field. But um, I think that those are some keys for me. And then another one is, you know, if they can slow up Michigan's running game and, and have a plan put together on defense to, to stop Haskins and them or at least contain them, I think that they've got to force Cade McNamara to win this football game. And, and if they do that and they're able to limit the run, I think Michigan's in a lot of trouble here on uh, Saturday afternoon. So let, let's flip that script ju- just a, just a little bit now. Michigan. So to, to win this Saturday, if Michigan does blank, they'll win this game. What, what On the other side of this thing, Brand, what do you think that Michigan needs to do to win?
1: I think if they throw for 200 yards, Dave, they're going to win this game. And I think that's a key number because um, they're they're expecting the run. Michigan State knows what Michigan wants to do. But if you can string some passes together, and I'm not even talking explosive plays. I'm talking about efficient passing and moving the chains. What does Michigan really want to do to you? They want to grind you to nothing. They just want to take the time of possession – beat you by 10 or 15 minutes and hold the ball and sustain drives. And they've done it all season. We saw it in Wisconsin. You saw it in Lincoln. And now Northwestern never even had a shot in that game because they didn't have the ball really. So Michigan shot themselves in the foot, you know, a couple times, whatever, but that's what Michigan wants to do. They want to keep the ball away from you and they want to let the running backs eat, but the running backs can only eat if the threat of the pass is there They have to have Cade McNamara be on time and on target. And I don't know how many times we have to say this, Dave, but we don't need you to be a world beater. We need you to be an efficient quarterback. And he's done that so far to some extent, but it's really got to be ratcheted up to the next level. And Jim Harbaugh even talked about that. He said, you got to turn the notch up. Things need to be cleaned up uh, to where he's missed some of those passes. I go back to the Rutgers game and I think about, the put away drives that he had there and he just didn't have it. So he's, he's got to have it in East Lansing on Saturday.
0: I I agree. I also think that Michigan has got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah. As great as Jake Moody has been when you, you cannot be a top 10 elite team in college football and be getting the ball in the red zone and being satisfied walking away with field goals. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to get it done. And so I I think that that red zone offense, the play calling needs to be cleaned up where it's so predictable right now. Run, run, run down there. And then once we get stuffed or we force Cade to make a throw and he doesn't make it, field goal. You got to score touchdowns when you get down there. I also think that Michigan (laughs) – I don't think I'd ever say this, but got like run the football. You know what I mean? Stick to your identity. You've done it very well um, and have a plan for when that starts getting stuff. And and if it's working or even if it's getting stuff, if you establish to run early, that will open up that play action. Um, and, and I think that that's where Kate is going to have to be his best. He's got to make his throws. He's got to be on time. There, there is no wiggle room right now in, in a game like this. Um, I also think that, and I, I should have tossed this into the Michigan State piece as well, I think the turnover battle is going to be huge here in, in this game. Um, I, I think that mistake-free football is is potentially going to be putting one of these two teams over the edge. Um, and, you know, I think, I think Michigan's had more of a tendency to, to play mistake-free football, and so I think I give them the edge there. Another player that I need to see just continue to be an elite pass rusher is Aiden Hutchinson. And I hope to God, they actually call some holds. Um, And because he he's been getting held these last couple of games, he can't be stopped really. And and I think that if he, if, if he is doing his thing and you're going to need a big game out of a guy like Dax Hill um, you're going to need a Vincent gray or Brad Hawkins or, Jamon Green, somebody's got to step up in that secondary because I'll tell you right now, Reed, Naylor, Mosley, like those guys can make plays. And and I get concerned if they they get exposed early, um, how how does Mike McDonald make adjustments in the game? If State throws something at Michigan they have not seen before, what are those in-game adjustments looking like? I mean, it's looked fairly good this year so far, but obviously – you know, they're going into the gauntlet on, on Saturday. So um, I, I think that if they are able to control the clock, and I think that if they are able to limit the big plays on Michigan State's offense, uh, I, I really think that Michigan's got a, a good chance at, at winning this game. You have anything else on that?
1: Yeah, Dave, you hit on two things I want to talk about real quick is you talked about somebody stepping up in the secondary. Um, and I think that player is DJ Turner. I just God, think he's that- been good lately. <laughs> I just think that what a what a tune-up game he had against Northwestern to give him some confidence before playing the likes of a Naylor or a Reed. Um, And I think you'll probably see him on Naylor uh, quite a bit. If not, I mean, if you're going to consider him our number one cover corner, then, uh, you know, Dax will go the other way. But him and Dax right now seem to be one and two, um, locked on, just locking dudes up. Um, And then the other thing was Hutchinson and the holding calls – I counted it maybe five or six just in the Northwestern game alone that were egregious.
0: It was bad. And
1: yeah. And you know how I love big words, Dave, that was egregious. Yeah. Um, it was just like, can you just call it once that way it levels the playing field a little bit like, Hey, I can't do that every single time. I think the refs really need to step it up a bit and just at least make it aware. Like you can't do that every single play.
0: Right. Right. Yep, I, I would agree. Hopefully they, they get some some calls and we'll we'll see. Can't can't bake on that though. You can you you kind of got a work what you're given, you know. I don't think you
1: I don't think you bake on it by any means, but I, I just think setting the standard of like, hey, this is not gonna be accepted, grabbing the guy by the collar and throwing him down. Right. Type of stuff. And if I see any pass interferences like I saw against DJ Turner in the Northwestern game, I'm just gonna lose it. That was also <laughs> egregious.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And good point on DJ Turner forgot about him. Gosh, he, he really came alive in that Northwestern game. Good to see a young kid step up like that. So hopefully, hopefully he's, you know, kind of put into a, a big role and kind of has a, a, another like coming out moment this game. So my next question is, is this a, and, and maybe this is a, you know, kind of a foolish question, but I, I think it's fair. Is this a bigger game? For Michigan or Michigan State to win, to win this? Obviously, we know where they're ranked nationally. We know they're undefeated. Duh, it's huge for both programs, but I want to know your take on that. Who's who, This winning this game Saturday at noon? Who's it bigger for program-wise, Michigan or Michigan State and why?
1: The answer is Michigan, and I would say nearly all the pressure is on Michigan to win this game. Um, it's great that if you lose, you're not done. That's a that's a good thing to think about. Like you could still beat Ohio State and potentially still make the Big Ten championship and still make the CFP. But that's not some road you want to go down. Losing to Michigan State and then thinking you're going to beat Ohio State. That's not anything any of us fans are going to think about. Um, so all the pressure I think is on Michigan. And anytime that pressure has been on Michigan this year, they've seemed to perform. Um, they lost their way a little bit in Lincoln at night, but I think Lincoln at night is different than (laughs) East Lansing at noon. Mm -hmm. Give me an East Lansing at noon game any day over a Wisconsin night game, a Nebraska night game, a trip to Happy Valley at night, a trip to Columbus at night, you know, um, give me that over anything else. But I think that if they end up, uh, winning this game, a lot of the pressure is going to be off Michigan um, as far as you've beat your rival now, Jim has a winning record against them, and you you can't go 0-2 to Mel Tucker. That's To me, that's unacceptable. Um, you, you cannot lose back-to-back years to a brand-new coach at Michigan State and give them the momentum of the entire state.
0: I agree. The, it's a bigger game for Michigan. Michigan State has everything to gain by winning this game. They have... Mel Tucker on the rise, you're hearing obviously his name thrown her out in, you know, gigs like LSU and that he's getting a lot of attention and, and rightfully so. Um, they have everything to gain by a back to back wins against Michigan, um, especially on the, you know, on a huge stage right now nationally and college game day being there. They have everything to gain by putting this program on the map truthfully. I mean, I think we know how good state has been this year, but we're also live here in the state of Michigan. We watch a lot of big 10 football. Um, I don't think that they're getting a ton of respect or recognition nationally. And I think for a typical Spartan fan, they're used to that. Um, and I, I think that once again, like they've got everything to gain. And Michigan has everything to lose. Seven and no sounds great. You lose this game to your rival you're seven and one. You're going to hear immediately the the questions about Jim Harbaugh r- r- right away, in my opinion. Um, and no matter how good of a season you've had, I I think that if you lose this game, the only thing, if you lose this game, the only thing that saves your season, if you lose Saturday is a win against Ohio state. And that's unlikely. Like I'm just saying, I don't even care about the Penn state game at that point, win or loss doesn't matter. I, I think if you lose to Michigan State and Ohio State this year, um, it's a killer. I'm not saying they're going to fire Jim. I think he's maybe done enough this year to, to run this thing back, and the future seems bright with some of these young guys. Um, but the but the pressure is still on. That hot seat got a little bit cooler when you start off 7-0. and But if you're going and playing your in-state rival that you know um, struggles to recruit the same caliber of players that you're able to, but they once again – find a way to do this thing through the transfer portal to come out and they and they beat you they embarrass you and and once again the questions start swirling about the around this program so i i 1000% agree with you um the next one's kind of a little fun question i want to toss out to you um and i think that as the rivalry right now is is it's good man i mean 7 and 0 against 7 and 0 we're both Michigan fans, but I want you to look at this from from both ends. What is the most annoying thing about Michigan State fans, and also, what's the most annoying thing about Michigan fans?
1: The most annoying thing. Start with I'm state.
0: So no, okay. start with state. Start with state. <laughs> right.
1: The state thing is easy for me. It is there, and I don't want to say all of them, but the majority of Michigan State fans are whiny and they're whiny because we don't get the respect or woe's me. Nobody likes us. And and that's to a point true because you're whiners and, it, and I'm just going to call it how I see it. They, they just whine about everything. Um, You know, we don't, we don't get the respect and, and our coach is amazing, but you know what? In, in, in deep inside themselves, they are scared to death that Mel Tucker going to walk out the door like Nick Saban did because you're the abandoned child, right? The, the national media doesn't love you like they love Michigan. And that's not a Michigan fan's fault. I'm sorry, they don't like you. I don't know what to tell you about that. You've made the college football playoff, but guess what? Nobody cares. And, and you know they care in his Lansing, sure, and all Michigan State fans care, but it's because you're not getting the respect over the last five years because you haven't won a game besides beating Michigan, which seems to be your Super Bowl every single year. So if that is your Super Bowl every single year, you, you're not putting yourself up on that pedestal yourself, and you've got really no one to blame except for yourself, and you can cry at the national media all you want. Um, that's my take on Michigan
0: Wow, State. man, that, that was, like, passionate. You <laughs> well, we might I lose some sick. followers after that. Um, I, <laughs> I, just,
1: <laughs> I just get sick of State fans saying, you know, we don't get any respect, and, and I'm sick of it. Who cares if you get respected or not? you know, you're winning these games. Um, and so, and I think for Michigan fans, it's the, the pressure all the time. The The most annoying thing is turn around and fire Jim Harbaugh and that fixes everything. Like, shut up. That doesn't fix anything. If the program's in disarray, it goes to the president and it goes, you know, it goes to the AD. There are bigger problems at Michigan if we're losing to Michigan State and Ohio State every single year. It's a fundamental problem. And Ohio State's got it figured out. Whatever it is, they've got it. Um, and Michigan doesn't. And and the other thing about Michigan fans is they just think that it's okay now to lose to Ohio State every year. To me, that's not okay. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go 11-1, but we'll probably lose to the Buckeyes. Ha, ha, ha like no you should be furious that we're losing games every single year to Ohio State so that's my gripe on Michigan fans you okay. open this can of worms this is your fault I didn't even know this question was coming yeah
0: th- this is a can of worms so I'll start with I'll start with Michigan State I think one of the most annoying things that I hear from Michigan state fans is the whole like the Walmart Wolverine thing the did you even did you even go to Michigan um those kind of questions it's like that's actually one of my least favorite things in sports and I even hear it as like a as I'm looking at you right now on this call you got our uh the cowboy sweatshirt on like I even hate that where they're like How why are you a Cowboys fan? Like, do you have I'm like, I don't know. I mean my my uncles live in Texas. Like I start I start trying to come up with these like reasons and I'm like, wait a second, it's sports. Why can't I just like who I want to like? Like, why do I have to explain that to somebody? Um, and why do I have to explain it to you why it matters so much to me? Like, no, you don't have to attend a school to To be a fan of of that school and a lot of Michigan State fans I've heard say that also didn't go to Michigan State so I, that 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 whole Walmart Wolverine thing is incredibly annoying to me um, and I yeah I, I think the whole the frustration without getting like the, the spotlight or the attention that they need and they deserve. I I hear, I hear what you're, you're, you're saying on that. But I, for me, it's just more annoying to just specifically about Michigan. It's like, anytime Michigan is doing good, like I, I see the, and, and I know Michigan fans do the same thing, but I just see people posting just like stupid, annoying, like trash talking things about Michigan. I'm like, just worry about your own, Worry about your own program. Um, we have enough of a dumpster fire going on here most of the time. So that, that's what annoys me about Michigan State fans. Michigan fans almost annoy me more. Not whole, not everybody. Same with, like, not all state fans. There's a lot of really cool state fans, a lot of them that are our friends. Um, but, like, I don't know. I would say from, like, moving down to, to this Metro Detroit area years ago, I see what, like, State fans say um, about just Michigan in general, like the arrogance, like the the like the actual um, I don't know, like I just see like the arrogance of Michigan fans to me is like we expect and I'll push back on your like your point a little bit of like, well, going 11 and one and losing to Ohio State. Well, dude, I don't know, man. Nobody is beating Ohio State besides Clemson, besides Alabama besides Oklahoma so so I I, like okay I don't think we're even in that here's my hot take I don't even think Michigan is in that top tier of a program yet I know we're having a good year I think if you put us out there against some of these best teams in the country I think they'd get destroyed And, and I I'm saying that as a Michigan fan I think sometimes that we toot our horn so much that's like We're this or we're that or we're we don't even win our bowl games, you know, at at the end of the year. I, I think that there's so much work to be done in this program that the arrogance of like we're supposed to be competing for a national championship because we're Michigan is so overplayed to me. They have won one national championship in my lifetime. And that was in 1997. Like we're not competing every year. We're, we have a long ways to go. I think a win against Ohio state would be huge. Trust me, I'm pulling for it. Um, but I, I just think that this whole narrative that like Michigan is on top and the best of the best is just, I think it's a false narrative. I think it's a false like arrogance to me. And I, and I hear that a lot from, from Michigan fans.
1: No, it's true. We're not at the top echelon and I, and I know that, but And to the point about Ohio state, Dave, we're not competitive in these games.
0: Right. That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem.
1: (laughs) But um, that doesn't mean that it's just like, okay, we give up, you know, but I, that's another thing back to Jim Harbaugh firing Don Brown was like, that you had to, you had no choice. He had been crushed by Ohio state since he had gotten there really except for 2016.
0: Right. Right. So this, the, 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 Shifting topics here. That was a that was a hot button one. that I wanted to toss in there. Um, this is a question that you actually texted and, and asked me, and I'm going to read it and then I'm going to I'm going to answer it since you're the one who sent this to me. <laughs> you said, "Would you rather have Mi- would you rather have Michigan lose on Saturday and then have to start JJ McCarthy the rest of the way? It would leave Michigan a chance to find a way to at least beat Penn State and Ohio State potentially. If you have to move JJ to the starting quarterback role." Or would you rather have Michigan win on Saturday and see Cade start the rest of the way, which leaves you likely to lose to Penn State and Ohio State? Easy question. That
1: was before Penn State lost Illinois. I want that disclaimer in there. That was before they lost to Illinois.
0: Okay. Easy. Winning Saturday. Because they're so – screwed. the quarterback battle. You lose Saturday – I've got bigger questions once again, where I'm, I, I start doubting things. Like if you win, I don't really, I honestly at this do I want to see JJ? Yeah. We're not running this top topic back again. Like I want to see JJ McCarthy there. He's the, he's the shiny guy behind door number three, right? Like you, you, you you want to see JJ, but at the expense of losing to Michigan state and having to deal with this for another year in this rivalry and all of your michigan state friends and have to deal with that nonsense are you kidding me do you, why did you ask me this question do you do you actually want michigan to to lose to see jj no i don't i don't want michigan
1: to lose to see jj but it's kind of a consolation prize like maybe cade plays bad and then we see what jj has to get and you listen to joel clatt talk about it on the broadcast where cade mcnamara is not going to win you any big 10 championships he's not going to win you any CFP playoff appearances so what are we doing here right like what are we doing and I mean if Cade can somehow get the deep ball under control Dave what's your confidence level in Cade McNamara getting the deep ball down zero to to what zero to 100
0: zero to 100 yeah him on his deep ball I'd give it a 60
1: a 60 percent chance that he figures out how to throw the deep ball I'll even go less than that. I'll say like 40%. There's a 40% chance he can take the top off this offense and have it humming the way it should be. But Northwestern was a calamity. It was an epic failure on his behalf. So maybe if Michigan State, he bounces back, he hits a couple of the deep balls, maybe he's got the good vibes again. But to me, if you go out and you have another stinker, there's no choice to be made here. It's, It's JJ time to me. Like, how many times do we have to see him throw terrible ducks up there?
0: I know, and trust me, I think I I texted you, or I know I at least texted a couple people, and I said the debate the debate is over to me right now. I I know the leadership, I know all of the fact that you're seven and zero. Why would you make a change? I think right now it's JJ McCarthy, from what I've seen, and it's not close. And I'll leave it at that. That's just I know that people will disagree with that, but. JJ should be your starting quarterback. And the fact is that he's not, I don't see Jim making that change. He may start to quote unquote work him into more sets and you know, this and that, but he's not making that change. As long as Michigan is winning, he's not making that change. So continue to win beat state on Saturday, please for the life of me (laughs) beat state on Saturday. Oh gosh. Feel my blood pressure rise. All right. Um, so then you also um, kind of were bringing up this point of like, so regardless who wins, should the winner of this game, Michigan or Michigan state, should they be able to top Bama, Ohio state and Oklahoma and making them the number three team in the country? Um, my, my short answer would be, yes, I, I, I think so. Um, I, I think just from the, the res, the resume alone. Um, yeah. I, I being 8 and 0 after a huge top 10 win I I don't see how you put any of those um you know maybe not Oklahoma right if they if they remain undefeated maybe not Oklahoma um but yeah the other two are one loss teams I don't see how Michigan or Michigan State wouldn't jump Ohio State and uh Bama
1: For me it's an easy yes um and I hate agreeing with you all the time but um that that has to be a yes for me Uh, Ohio State has a loss. Uh, I think that Michigan – I've watched Oregon play now three or four times. I could see Michigan having a ball game with Oregon um, and being right in there with them. Uh, As far as uh, Alabama, I didn't watch any of that Texas A&M Alabama game, so I don't know how bad or ugly that was. But I did catch the seven-point game they were in with Tennessee this weekend at the end of the third quarter, and I'm looking at Alabama being like, they're not – They're good. Don't get me wrong, but they're not what they have been. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a beatable ball club. So um, I think that it would be an easy, an easy yes for me to say, yes, they deserve to be in the top three and Oklahoma struggling against Kansas. Like, give me a break. They, they don't have it figured out.
0: They struggled Um, in like every game. It seems like, And, and even that Texas win was like some miraculous comeback with Benson, benching Spencer Rattler.
1: Right. Um, so no, I do not have any belief in that. Um, no, they do not be, deserve to be where Georgia is. Um, And Cincinnati, who knows? I mean, they're beating Navy by seven. I don't understand why Michigan or Michigan State wouldn't be two or three at that point. What do you think of Cincinnati, Dave? I don't know what you make of it. No,
0: yeah, C- Cincinnati's another one. Their schedule is just—I don't even see them having the potential to to, to lose right now. So. You
1: know- you don't get to beat Notre Dame and SMU and be like, no, nah, we're the number two team in the nation. No, you're not. Right. Just no, you're not. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's the end of the conversation. You're, you're just not
0: right. Yeah. I, I, I completely, I completely agree. Um, and, and, and I do think that I wish a team like uh Michigan would play some tougher non-conference games in September, just, just to be able to be in that conversation because I know and when you start replaying this schedule back, it's like, okay, yeah, but you played Western. Yeah, but you thought Washington was going to be good, and they weren't. Yeah, but then you played, you know, NIU. And then, you're like, I, I can see Wisconsin isn't what you thought. Like, I can see how people can talk down on some of these, um, some of these wins, but also they've been – in my opinion, besides that win, you know that Nebraska was a super close game, which we knew it would be. They've been a pretty convincing team, um, and and truly, I don't I don't see how there's any way you keep them out of the the conver the conversation if Michigan wins and Michigan Michigan State too. So so flip that. We we're constantly talking about Michigan. What about Michigan State? Same thing. You think that they they should go to to number number three, if not number two.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they've dismantled kind of everybody as well, except for Nebraska. Um, You know, they had the close game against Indiana, but that game was never really in Indiana's control, like how Nebraska had a chance to beat Michigan. Nebraska had a chance to beat Michigan State. That was never really a chance for Indiana, I didn't think. Um, But but really overall, I think that Michigan State has the resume right now to turn in and say, we just beat the number six team in the nation. Um, and whether it's by one point or 14 points or 21 points, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, that is a big win and they deserve to be two or three to me. Um, you get to, you get to jump Ohio state and you get to jump Alabama.
0: I'm with you. Either way. All right. Um, go, you know, yeah, go ahead.
1: And, uh, I think that, I think that if Michigan wins this game, then the national media will be on them. And Michigan State, I, I think they the national media has no choice but to respect them at this, at this point. I really don't. I, I think you should get the respect you deserve after this win.
0: I I definitely agree with that. So let's, man, Michigan, this, this is just, I, I'm so beyond excited. I'm actually, we, as we're moving into this last betting segment, I want you to reverse these for me. Um, if you're looking at the agenda here, I want you to actually, my ask of you is start with your three-team parlay bets, work your way through the NFL, work your way from those college games, and I want you to end on (laughs) you-know-what.
1: On you-know-what. Okay. Okay, Dave. All right, let's start with the uh, the three-teamer, like you said. Uh, Mine this week is a uh, three team NFL money line. So just pick the winner, uh, part it's the Falcons. It's the Titans and it's the Seahawks. And that's going to pay you plus four Oh four. And like I said, they just have to win. Um, Titans are playing the Colts. Seahawks are playing. Um, you got the, who the Seahawks are playing there.
0: Um, I don't, but I can, I, I can get it.
1: All right. And then, um,
0: Seahawks are playing the Jags.
1: Okay, Seahawks are playing the Jags. That's why I had that one in there. And the Falcons, um, you've got your Falcons on there too.
0: Yep, the Falcons are home against the Panthers.
1: Okay, so the Falcons are playing the Panthers. And that's a plus 404. I think those are all very winnable games for those three. So combine them up and make yourself some money. Dave, who you got?
0: Well, two two out of those three were were mine as well. And that would be the the Titans over the Colts uh, the, the Falcons, like you just said, um, as well. And then I've got to take our, our Cowboys on Sunday night, football, Halloween night. I just think that they're a better, I mean, I know I'm a Cowboys fan, but I think they're a better football team than the, than the Vikings. And, um, yeah, I, that's actually going to pay even more than that other, uh, three team. And that is plus five sixteen. I think those are, those are three very winnable games. That's my three team this week.
1: I might play yours as well. I like yours a lot. Um, So uh, moving backwards now, we do have the Cowboys at Vikings Sunday night football. Like you said, Halloween night, Uh, the Vikings getting to uh, Dak Prescott, a little banged up. I don't know if it's a cash strain. Is he a guaranteed to play Dave?
0: No, he's not. I mean, it was sounding a lot better. Like you had been practicing. He was out of that walking boot. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then I was starting to hear today that you know, Dak's comments were like, you know, that's not really hit. If it's up to him, he would play. Um, that's gonna be up to like the medical team to decide. I don't love those comments on a on a Thursday. So I, I honestly don't know. And and that's my guess why that line is the way it is.
1: Yeah. And and that kind of reeks of stay away. Um, because if Dak's not gonna play, I'm gonna be on the Vikings. I'll be honest with you. The backup quarterback situation, and those of you who might not know, for the Cowboys is not pretty. Um, so I will take the Vikings uh, plus two.
0: I will take the the Cowboys to cover okay. two. Um,
1: all right, Steelers at Browns. Browns get given away three and a half. Steelers with a bounce back. Um, they've kind of turned things around for themselves. And the Browns, uh, Case Keenum, got the job done last week. I don't know if Baker's back yet, um, but I, 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 th- I thought he was out for a bit.
0: Yeah, I feel like he may be practicing. Um, okay. th- that's another questionable one. But plus, I –
1: Still, three and a half is quite a number for them to cover against a good Steelers team.
0: Right, a Steelers team that's getting better, that is a divisional rival, obviously. I, I will take the Steelers at plus three and a half.
1: I will as well. Um, okay, Every, what everyone's waiting for. Eagles at Lions this week. Uh, Ford Field's going to be jumping. Um, Lions getting three and a half points at home. The home underdog. Who doesn't love that?
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, I honestly, I feel like my, what I should include in every single parlay, like I'll make my three team a four team parlay and just throw the Eagles on the money line. Like I don't really know why. I think the Eagles are not good. I think Jalen Hurts is not good. But until the Lions win a game, yeah, I give me the Eagles to cover three and a half. I don't. I don't know. I I realize I don't have like Miles Sanders, but he runs the ball like two times a game anyway. So,
1: all right, Lions. If there's any Lions players, listen to this. Listen to me. This is the weekend. This is the. I'm pounding the table. This is the weekend. You get it done. And you only lose by a field goal, please. <laughs> I am telling you guys, get up enough to just lose by a field goal. Um, I'll take the Lions with the three and a half points, please.
0: Yeah, I, I could I could see that happening, unfortunately.
1: Oh, geez. All right. Um, we got Penn State at Ohio State, the night game. Penn State, James Franklin, I think we can all agree, has checked out. He changed up his agent. He's looking for houses in Southern California, sounds like. Uh, thought he was playing Illinois again this week. Yeah. Which, uh, would not be good for him. He
0: thought he was playing Ohio State in the big house.
1: Yeah, tough. You've only been in this conference for like seven years, dude. Right. I can see how you could get confused. Right. Um, so I am taking, I'll just let you know right now, I'm taking Bucky in the points. I don't care.
0: I, I, I think that you're probably right for whatever reason. I think that those players are still the ones that are out there that got to go compete. And I think that Penn state can always compete with Ohio state. I know Ohio state just keeps getting better and Penn state just keeps getting worse. Um, 18 and a half seems like a lot. I think that Ohio state gets checked a little bit more than they're expecting this week. And I think, uh, I'll take, I'll take uh, Ohio State, obviously, to, to win that game, but I, I will take Penn, Penn State with 18-and-a-half.
1: Dave, I'll tell you what. After watching this rivalry for quite a while now, I think Penn State has beaten Ohio State with lesser teams. This team is, has more talent than some of those teams that he's beat Ohio State with. Okay. So um, not a bad call on your end. I just think this team is probably mentally checked out after you see your coach doing some things like that. Right. Um, all right, Georgia at Florida. Shout-out to uh, John Simpson. Um,
0: go dogs. Go dogs.
1: Uh, Florida getting 14, though. Um, who you got, Dave?
0: Georgia's given me no reason to not take them to cover those points. I know that Florida is a, a pretty decent team, I know that they're at home. I know that's a tough one. I'm place assuming to play. this
1: game's played in Jacksonville, actually. I think they play the neutral.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah.
1: I think they play at the neutral, the, the world's largest cocktail party or whatever.
0: Got it. You know, got it. They
1: call it. But, but I anyway, don't, neutral neutral yeah, field, whatever.
0: Okay. I don't, yeah. And I don't really care where they play. I just, w- once again, I, I'm because we're starting to get a resume on some of these teams. Um, Georgia seems to be covering like every week and just steamrolling. So until they do otherwise, I will take Georgia to cover those 14 points. Go dogs!
1: Yeah, I am going to take Georgia as well. I think that they probably shut down Florida. Um, And I don't think it's going to be much more than 14, but I like them by maybe a 17 or 21 spot. All right, Dave, the moment we've all been waiting for is to hear you pick who you think is going to win this game. We have Michigan traveling to East Lansing. We've been talking about it all night. Uh, That's all you've heard all week. Um, The line is now at four. It started at three and a half It moved to four and a half. It's settling at four. I don't see it moving off four. Um, Who do you like Dave? Uh,
0: I told you to put Alaska. I needed to continue to to think about it, but I'm not going to, I think that, so, all right, let me preface this this game is a toss up. It truly is a toss up. I, in my opinion, I don't, I'm not confident with either pick. I'm not confident to say, I think Michigan's going to win because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm not confident to say that about state. I, I think that Michigan has so much more to lose by losing this game that I'm hoping here's the Homer in me, the go blue Homer that, that this coaching staff has these guys fired up to to not blow this game in in East Lansing and come out of this thing eight and zero. So, I will take Michigan on the on the money line, um, and as a matter of fact, I will take them to cover those four points. I think they win by more than a field goal. I think they win by about a about a touchdown. It's my prediction.
1: Okay, um, I am gonna take State and the points. I will take the four points. I do think Michigan wins this game, but I could definitely see this come down to how Nebraska played out. And I think you nailed the Nebraska game. I think you said they were going to win by like three or less than three or something. And I think this is another one of those games where it's gut wrenching the entire game. There's a late turnover for either team and it's just going to be heartbreak city for whoever loses this game. And, um, Home underdog with the points, I just I like that play for four points. Um, it's
0: it's I can't disagree smart, with
1: it, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a smart bet, is what it is. Um, but I will still take Michigan to win the game. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from it personally, but I am interested in your take on this, Dave. I think the over under was sitting at 50 or 50 and a half. What do you think about that? You think that's an over or an under?
0: I think I would take the under on that,
1: okay. I am oddly enough with you. I thought all week it, uh, the over was gonna hit. But the more I think about this, and the more I think about the nerves for both of these teams, I think you're looking at like a 10-7, 10-6 ball game a half time. Yep, yeah. I agree. One, just... one,
0: I agree. I think it, I think that you're gonna see more scoring in the second half from both yeah. teams, but I'm a thousand percent in agreement. I think this this is gonna be a 10-6, 10-7 game at half, one way or the other, whoever's up.
1: Right. Yep. That's what I got for you on that, Dave.
0: All right, cool. Thanks, man. So this, this is a a fun one. This is what the podcast is all about. Uh, This Michigan, Michigan state rivalry is awesome. And regardless of who wins, I just hope, no, I'm kidding. I'm going to be borderline depressed if Michigan loses this game, you're going to, somebody's going to need to check on me. um, (laughs) If I don't, you know that's a, if I don't make it to episode 12, if I retire the podcast, um, it is because I'm a sore loser, I'm a crybaby, I'm a Walmart Wolverine, whatever you want to call me, but I'm gonna need someone to call Jesus because this is uh this is this is a big one.
1: Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you, what are you doing for the get where are you gonna be? Are you gonna be locked away in your basement with a bloody Mary watching this by yourself?
0: I will be Yes, I will be in isolation. I will be, I will be quarantined and I will be nervous the entire time. Nauseous. You'd almost think that I played football at the university of Michigan, which I did not. <laughs> I have zero, zero connection, but it matters. It matters that much. And that's what makes this fun is uh, you know, that's I think mo- most fans that are really into this are, feel the same way. What are you going to do for the game?
1: You know what, um, I've, I've contemplated it a couple times, but I think I'm just going to sit in my garage and I think my neighbor lady, I have windows in this garage and I think she gets a little kick out of me in this garage by myself because <laughs> it is a shirt off type situation.
0: Does she, uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. My only ask is you better find out if she is subscribed to the podcast or not. <laughs>
1: Yeah. At some point I'm just going to go over there and take her phone and be like, here, this is why I'm so excited all the time. No. (laughs) um, But I I do love watching the games without Spartan fans um, because it can only, it seems to only go bad when I'm with Spartan fans. Um, Yeah. The glory is too far, few and far between for me. So um, I'm going to be locked up in the garage as well. I'll have some uh, refreshing beverages. I'm sure. And I'm just going to make the best of my
0: afternoon. Let me ask you this. Who's the one friend that you just do not want to hear from this Saturday? You don't want to hear. I mean, you may love him, her. Who's the one friend that you don't want to hear from?
1: Why you got to do that to Niefer? that's just, yeah.
0: yeah. Shout out to you. To Niefer. I swear to God, don't text me. I'm telling you that right now. Don't yeah. text me. Don't call me. You let me reach out to you. And if I choose not to reach out to you, it's probably because Michigan lost. And, and that's just for the sake of our friendship. Don't that goes him. for you
1: too, TJ Dennis. Don't you think that you're off the hook here either?
0: Exactly.
1: A, he's, he's that mild football fan that just likes to hop in to mix it up a little bit. Just a little Doesn't troll. really care who wins. A little Right. Troll.
0: Right. Exactly. Go back under your bridge, TJ. Go back <laughs> under your bridge. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement, man. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, episode 11 in the books. Go blue. We will see you guys next week where we will also be making you tune in and listen to episode 12 to figure out who won the $50 cash giveaway. We'll see you guys next time.